Good morning. And welcome to your daily game face. I'm Dr. Kimberly Landon. I'm extremely happy this morning. I know. I hit your competitive side, didn't I? You hit my competitive side this morning. Do you want to tell the listeners why? Well, I was doing my end of the year compilation of all these shows here at the net and, you know, total views, things like that, looking through it. And uh, your daily game face has right now the top two shows in terms of views for the year. Wait, the top what show? Top two. No, no. What number am I? Number one. Thank you. <laughs> Thank and, you so much. And all number my two. Listeners, you may be... lose number two, but. Uh, you know, no. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. That is, I, this, no, the other show is done for the year, so they don't get to get any more. This no. is. Well, the number three show is just last week's show, so they'll get, they'll get some more views. <laughs> Listen, stop taking this away from me. <laughs> don't yeah. give it and take it away. You're number one. You're number one show by the, by a big margin. Thank you. Yeah. Well, but that's because of my listeners. So everyone out there yep. that's listening, thank you so much for a fantastic 11 months because January will be my full 12th month into February. Right. Well, sort of in between. So not even a full year yet. It's almost a year. I started in February. Did you? Yes. Because we're only on episode 30-something. Well, did What you? happened? I don't know because I haven't missed any. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know okay. what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I don't know. Maybe Regardless I lost of her. that, I started in February of 2020. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the first weekend, or right after the Super Bowl, and then, and then. So yes, yeah, so I'm very excited. But thank you so much to all the listeners because um, yeah. I'm the goal. Here's the New Year's goal, not resolution, is to just make it even better to bring more health and wellness to people and great things to people and new people and new topics and new guests and new, new, new. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Exciting. Yeah. And now that you've got my competitive side up, <laughs> that's going to make me. And I just want to mention we crossed a million views for all the shows here that's, on the net. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I love the fact that I helped that along. Yes. Yeah, in a big way. I helped, I helped boost the network to a million views. Three of the top 10, four of the top 11. And number one. And number one. And I'm number one. Yep. <laughs> You're number one. Thank you so much. Well, this is, well, show's over. <laughs> <laughs> Years done. <laughs> and that's before we get to podcast listens and things like oh, yeah, that. That's, yeah. yeah, that's not that's even... just views here on the Facebook page. views. That's not even like the podcast listening. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. So next week we'll have that data. Oh, sure. Oh, whatever. You can just send it to me. <laughs> so, well, I came in today all excited. Oh, by the way, the show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, most of the places you shop for podcasts. Yes. All of them. Your daily game face. And you can get it on Facebook and on YouTube and on... Hulu, I think. I don't know. I think I saw it on Hulu. Are you putting it up on Hulu? <laughs> I think it came up from something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but this is exciting. I wasn't actually planning on any of that today. I came in with, you know, talking about a recap of the year in a different way. But this is a great Well, jump. you were running a little late, so I had a little time oh, to put together. Oh, and there is the <laughs> And I was running late because no one was at the, at yeah, the that's gate true. to let me in the door this morning, and I couldn't remember the code mm-hmm. <laughs> to get in their building. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, but thank you for allowing everyone to know that I was running late, as usual. Thank you. Hey, listen. Giveth and taketh away. This is the relationship (laughs) we have. Um, so, but I was going to talk today about the fact that, um, reviewing going forward into the new year, as much as I said last year, no resolutions. I was looking at the statistics on how many people do not complete (laughs) The oh. traditional New Year's resolution. Do not complete it? Do not complete it. Like after the first month, what the actual 
I hate this word. Is it a triple figure percentage? Is it like 105%, 110 percent? It's 80%. Yeah. 80% fail rate by the end of January. Oh, by the end of January. By the end of January. Oh, okay. All right. So, so say a hundred, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not a hundred percent of people that do a new year's resolution, but it's 80% of people who do make one do. And so now here's the funny thing though, 10% complete. And I'm thinking, okay, but where's the other 10%? (laughs) Yeah. You got eighty percent that fail, and that, so then you got the in betweeners, the ten yeah. percent of in betweeners, and ten percent that get past January. And then, like you know, kind of like your data, there's data for this and data for that. But yeah. it doesn't surprise me because that would be anecdotal in my practice too. Is that when sure. years gone by of twenty four years of doing this, and people say I'm making New Year's resolution, I'm always cringing, going, "Oh, it's going to be a fail." I don't say it, and, but I try to reframe it to say, "Let's try to be more tangible." And the way to do that is, and you probably know the smart goals. You know, you do the SMART goals, you know, be really specific, something that's manageable and measurable, yes. something that's attainable, something that's reasonable, reachable, and something, you know, that's, well, there's the T, tangible, because I went back to the M. But <laughs> so S-M-A-R-T, if you're if yeah. it's specific, which means don't go too big go or global, it's like people say, what, you know, I say, what's your goal? I want to make a million dollars. That's really specific, but <laughs> that's not a goal. That's an end outcome yep. goal that that's going to come if you do all these other things. So it's specific, measurable, attainable, reasonable, tangible. So realistic. So, and that brings me to the recap of what are the top three R's of our year? And it's great. I found someone this week that actually- Top three R's? R's. My R's. My three R's. Okay. I was, I was talking to someone this week. I had no idea that they listened to my podcast. They'd never mentioned it. And they just in conversation just said, well, you know, the three R's. And I went- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, somebody's listening. So, nice. um, so we have the three R's. So, if you take nothing else from anything of my podcast this year, then you could take that if it's reasonable, rational, and realistic, it's more likely to be healthy and wellness based for you. If it's distorted, yeah, and reasonable, and anything that's you know off the rails, it's probably going to be not so good for you. Right. So. But I so the three that's R's. the important thing. It's it's like I'm going to lose 20 pounds. It's like okay, let's not start there. Right. Let's yeah. start with let's let's do a pound a week, like I said last week. So if we're going to do like a weight loss goal, it's we're going to just maybe do a pound a week. But even then, I cringe yeah. at like a weight loss goal of that. So I try to back people up into. And I just had this conversation yesterday with some with some clients that let's just try to do portion changing this week, and let's try to take a little of this out or a little of that. So it's more. It's tangible, so you can really see it. Because yep. when you say, I want to lose a pound, there's a, there could be a whole week that goes by. And then what's happening that you can measure? And a lot of times you can't measure. So if you're Plus really... That's, that's so all over the place. I mean, your weight at 6 o'clock at night as opposed to your weight at 6 in the morning or right. you just had a glass of water or you i mean i thought you were gonna say wine no maybe (laughs) (laughs) but you just had a glass of water things like that i mean you'll drive yourself nuts with with stuff like that exactly exactly well and that's and that's the thing you fluctuate around two or three pounds often every day based on salt intake and water right so right so it's it's not about the the weight gain goal or the weight loss goal it's about something easy like portion mm-hmm. or sugar or I'm not going to eat bread for three out of the five main days this week or I'm not going to eat dessert something so yep. you can just say okay I have an accomplishment I'll tell you your first goal you're going to tell me my first goal no people's first goal oh. what it should be oh it should oh, there's yeah. a shit it should be and this is easy take mm. no effort whatsoever pick up your phone 
download an app, log your meals. Oh, yeah. That's goal one. Yeah, I'm, that would be a great way to track it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when we talked about... Awareness um, changes your behavior. Exactly. Yeah. And lack of awareness is <laughs> the biggest part of the problem usually on anything, whether it's going to be financial goal, relational goal, or, or any mm -hmm. of those things. So. Yep. But, but so this year, going forward, um, making something really specific for yourself so that you have something in your mindset. Like every single day you're going to make sure you eat breakfast. You know, that's one of the one of the biggest mistakes people make in their weight loss goals. And I I, I highlight weight losses because people constantly are talking about this yeah. is the big resolution of the year. So I'm going to be weight loss oriented, but it's not healthy. So um, let's talk about, okay, so let's eat breakfast because most people skip breakfast, get till two or three in the afternoon and then have <laughs> 3000 calories yeah. <laughs> at the back yeah. end of the day or something or more. Um, so it's really like, yeah. or have the bagel and slog through the day, right? Or have the bagel and then crash at noon yeah. and then need another bagel. Oh God. That's the thing I miss the most. Bagels. Oh yeah. No, remember I don't do the bagel thing hurts me. Oh yeah, you don't. Like, yeah. I don't. You know yeah. the whole gastrointestinal throat thing. Really? <laughs> the gluten. Remember the gluten? Yeah. I love oh, yeah. them, but it kills me. Um, so I don't. But, I'm Italian. I don't miss the pasta. I don't miss the white bread. Uh, Not I that had, I don't. I, had, I, had I do eat them the on occasion. Night and yeah. It hurt me. Yeah. And but it was organic and gluten free. But it's still it's pasta. So a it good bagel with cream cheese. That's what I miss. <laughs> I'm going to go get you a bagel afterwards. I'm going like, right to go get a bagel afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> With a little salmon, a little capers. No, no. Um, so I digress because I'm so excited today yep. now that you've told me all this news. Um, but keeping in mind that, so the reason that people fail, and again, using that word, failure happens on these goals mostly because accountability. When people don't have someone to account to or something to account to, yep. Then nobody's there to be a witness to the situation. So you you're more likely to justify it to yourself. Oh, it's just another day. I'll do it tomorrow. It's only one time. I'm gonna eat the. You know, it's all those different little pieces, and it's not necessarily um, uh, helpful to you. <laughs> so so having maybe an accountability buddy, or there are apps to track that people are online with you. Kind of you know like. If you if you're a runner, you have Strava, so everyone can follow you and can you know congratulate you on a mile. Yeah. Or, but it, there are apps that you can go to. Um, there's a variety of them. It's just a matter of what you like. That you not only can track what you have for food, um, and it's not about Weight Watchers or doing diets. It's no. about just tracking, so you keep track of what you're doing. But there's people that you can join up and get a buddy with, and they'll check in. How you doing? What can mm -hmm. you do today to motivate yourself? What can I do to help you? Kind of back and forth. But accountability is probably the biggest thing aside from setting a goal that you know if you're making lifestyle changes for the new year and really wanting to get going find somebody or something yeah but you hit it the right way it can get dangerous if not dangerous but it can get counterproductive if it's somebody who's um pinning you to it in other words people don't like to do what they're being told to do you get a buddy who's right. working along with you and cooperative that's the correct way to do it not yeah, I'm going to tell my wife so she makes sure I don't eat this because that's it's exactly, going to work against you. Exactly. Yeah. So like last week at the end of the show, um, when we went off air, you and I were talking about addiction mm -hmm. and how um, people in addiction kind of get really good recovery. And it's usually because they have an accountability buddy. And I say that loosely because AA and NA, all the A programs, if, the, if people aren't in support therapy or something like that, they're using those programs as a healthy tool 
as a way of accountability because right. you show up to your meetings or you show up to your sponsor and the sponsor's not telling you what to do. It's just a support person saying, how are things going? Right. And it's not about saying, don't eat that. You shouldn't do that. You sh it's about just being present to hear your story and be witness to the fact that today you're present in the day and you're moving forward in the day and not having the issues of the day. Right. So I think that, um, and where I've seen it fail, um, fail is a big word today, where I've seen it fail in cases like addiction or in food issues is that when people have that person behind them that's telling them what to do you know right. there's very strict bible thumpers in aa a lot of times that are you can't do you can't do don't speak it's not been a year yet, all these things yeah. and when it comes to addiction whether it's food gambling shopping um, you know diet all those things it's really not about being you know, a Nazi on it. It's about being reasonable, rational, realistic of like because what to expect from yourself and what to expect from your support system because only at the end of the day can you do it. Because denial doesn't work. Right. Well, well it does temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> but it, whether you're denying yourself or whether someone else is denying you from it, right. it doesn't work and it's not sustainable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's got to so. be, it's got to be a decision that you make. It's got to be a choice that you make. Right. It's got to be a lifestyle change. Everybody's rolling their eyes, but... So, I'm not rolling my eyes. <laughs> well, no, I know everybody out there is going, yes, because it does. It has when to be you, a lifestyle. So globally, when you say lifestyle change, and that was the thing that you and I were talking about before, is it's let's, let's make that specific for people. Lifestyle change. So if it comes to finances, let's give it... We'll go away from food for a second, but it can apply. So finances, like mm -hmm. Jeff Shank talks about on his show, right? Yep. It's it's little things like one one less starbucks this week um one less pack of cigarettes starting small so you're making changes where it's going to count in the actual pocketbook so that you can account for that but it doesn't work when you say i'm not going to do it it, it doesn't work when you can't think you can't do it it works when you make the choice right i would rather you know i could go but i'm not going to because i would rather put that money somewhere else or i'd rather right. put those calories somewhere else or right and so so right so if you push it over to the food issue right it's this it's obviously what you just said it's the same thing it's like it's making sure that you have the awareness to go through and say okay i'm going to do this and it's this is where it means something and accounts for so that it's a trade off that means something so you're not just saying well i won't eat the oreos but i'll have the cake <laughs> <laughs> that is that is an apples to apples not really apples <laughs> comparison right yeah. so it's really about um you know i'm i'm not going to have cake every Wednesday or every Saturday, I'm going to have cake once this month. Well, as I told people how I lost weight is I didn't eat stupid 100% of the time. Right, exactly. I eat stupid sometimes, but not 100% of the time. Right. Well, and so this is what I get, you know, it, you know, I'm sort of bouncing between the financial goal setting for the year but it's the for same people techniques. and, and, the, and yeah. the eating is that it's, you can't, it, every single day, if you, if you go, okay, today's a new day, I'm going to start. And then you have, you know, you spend $20 at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or Donna's Donuts and then, and or you, it, there's money and food together. You know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're setting yourself up for already that, well, I, I didn't do it today, so I've got to do it tomorrow. So yep. usually people get the, I can't swear on, on air, so it'd be the efforts. They yep. get the efforts and yep. as soon as they make the, the, the fall off the wagon behavior, it immediately jumps into, I'll just do it tomorrow. Well, that tomorrow, now we're in June, yep. and you know, you're know you down thousands of dollars or you're up 400 pounds you know, one way or the other. So, yep. so it's, it's a matter of really being conscious. So that was, so on top of accountability is the first thing you have to do is be conscious of the behavior you're doing. 
So it's not just awareness. It's being conscious of, I'm about to spend $20 at Starbucks. And I keep picking on Starbucks because they tend to be more expensive. And so two coffees at Starbucks is $14. <laughs> and so I don't drink Starbucks because I'm not willing to wait in the line. Still, though, like I said, we, there are aggregators out there that will take all your bank accounts and tell you where the money is being spent. Right, right. And that awareness is amazing because I was a Dunkin' Donuts guy. I spent three figures at Dunkin' Donuts right. a month. And right. it's like, holy cow. Well, it's when I can buy when I can buy ten tea bags for two and a half bucks, right? But then nuts. it gets into people saying, and I'm playing the devil's advocate here, but I don't have time for that. So it's convenience. You're paying for the product, but you're also t paying for the convenience because well, no, that's rationalization because you have time. But this, yeah. but this is what people are doing, and this is what gets in the way of conscious behavior, which leads to accountability, which leads to success. Yeah. So if you if you don't conscientiously act on the behavior of the 10 tea bags that are at the house because you didn't back up your time well enough. And now I'm in my head going, well, this is why I was late this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but listen, I love Dunkin' Donuts. It's not a particular, it, it wasn't a particular health thing or anything right. like that. I loved it. But when I saw how much I was spending, it's like, holy cow, that's, that's my electric bill. Right. Well, so, <laughs> so that, so here's a great way to look at your finance resolutions for the year. And, um, most of my credit cards that I utilize for either business or points or whatever, they produce the grid monthly and then yearly of every section, yeah. travel, groceries, yeah. eating out, entertainment, miscellaneous. And even in the miscellaneous section, they give you a little bit of like what all those things were. And in the past few years, I've looked at that and thought, oh my word, yeah. that is insane yeah. because it's so quick to go out. You know, I mean, I mean, just for example, I'll give a personal. Last week, I it was like two days before Christmas. I saw you, and then all of a sudden, it was like those last minute things. You jump out. I ended up at the end of you know X amount of time. I won't tell you how much. All of a sudden, it was like in two days. I was like, oh my god! And it's not even. It wasn't even a big Christmas year with lots of things right. of people. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, how did that happen? Um, and you know, just looking through the scrolling of the bank account, I thought, wow, that so quick because you're not being conscientious. So immediately, I was like, oh pull that back and yep. and do, you know, practicing what I preach to go, that is crazy and over the top and it's not necessary. Um, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it reinforced the is, fact that yeah. it was fun. But it's also fun paying your bills. Uh, <laughs> why? I mean, as opposed to the alternative, oh, which is, you know, worrying about paying your bills. Oh, yes, it yeah. is. So, so whether it's finances or relationships, often people will ask me, how does it relate to relationships? So let me just slide so slide that piece in. So many people struggle with relationships. Maybe they don't have a relationship. They want one or they're in one and it's struggling and so on and so forth. It's the same thing. It's, you know, being conscientious of what are you bringing to the table that's creating a deficit in your account. Yeah. Right? So you your deficit in your intimacy account, and that's not sexual, it's just being close yeah. and connected, or your deficit in your finances, your deficit in your food bank, or your abundance in your food bank, whichever way you're going. Yep. Um, it, it all applies to the same thing. It's about really setting something so specific to make you healthy. And people know it's not a healthy choice. You just know, and, and you just keep going because it's what you know. And like I said last week, everything's a hard decision. It's a hard decision not to go to Starbucks, and it's a hard decision to go when you know how much it costs. It's a hard decision um, to say no to someone, and it's a hard decision not to say no. You know, there's yeah. it's always hard, and people say they pick the lesser of the two evils. Sure, 
but they're both hard decisions and they typically one will be healthy and one won't but the hard decision to go and eat poorly or over shop or overspend or make poor choices in relationships yeah. or what those are all choices that are hard but yeah. you're still making them they just and the reason why they're hard over and over again is cuz you keep making them <laughs> <laughs> You know, so if you have the spoke on the wheel, so if everyone can visualize, you know, making like a wheel and cutting it into pie pieces mm -hmm. and whatever, put your pieces of your life into that wheel. So you have financial, uh, maybe vocational, friendships, uh, marriage or whatever the relationship might be, um, kids, uh, um, you know, um, pets, uh activities, interests, whatever your grid is, and then really measure out on a daily basis where are you booming in your health and wellness yep. area and where are you deficiting that makes that wheel, think of it as a bicycle, where is it wobbling? And so what needs more attention, trying to keep it always in the best balance because it's very difficult, but it's really not that difficult when you've got a good visual and say, oh, this is where it's deficiting. Um, and that's conscious behavior as a visual and then making the accountability to yourself possibly to someone else and then again finding someone that's not going to rib you or give you a hard time but someone that's going to be encouraging right. but encouraging to the point where saying you know there's there's something to be said for a little good shame of like are you yeah. do you really want to have that right now or would you rather have that later and have this now like so it's it's about encouragement in a, in a good way versus mm, you know yeah the the, the uh, approach of would you rather have this now or that later is reasonable and helpful the you know get away from that is, right, is right, you know right. sometimes counterproductive because it just makes you want it all that more. Right, exactly. But you you talked about um, you talked about understanding your part in the things that are toxic to you. Yes. And I don't think people understand that enough. It's about uh, they think the toxic things are happening to, to them. To them. Well, it's externalized. Yeah. It's like yes. And they are to an extent. Right. But you have a role in it, and we often have a response. In, yeah. So it's your response. I interrupted you, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. So, <laughs> but often addressing that eases that situation. May not solve it. May not make it go away. But makes it better. So uh, apparently I'm on the big R's. You know. So response versus reaction. And I do this with my patients. Is that when you're when it's an external pressing on you and you're blaming for better sense of word, right? When you're blaming the world for your for your issues and you know yep. you're overeating, overspending, or whatever. It's because you're reacting to the emotion that the world is creating on you mm -hmm. versus responding to it. So reaction comes out of emotion. Response comes out of logic, rational, reasonable, realistic. Mm -hmm. So when you're reacting is lacking consciousness. It's lacking conscientiousness. It's lacking the awareness to some extent. Some people are really completely out of the sorts and some people are sort of on the continuum way up there but not yep. quite there. Um, but it's it's about really maintaining that ability to look at are you reacting? Mm -hmm. And most people, I'm thinking, most people that I see who struggle with their health and wellness piece as a collective whole are because they're reactionary. Right. They are not responsive. They overreact. And that's not to be like they're oversensitive. No, it's no. it's about they're overreactionary versus responsive or not responsive. Sometimes the lack of response is amazing. Yeah. Or um, um, being um, 
addressing something in the moment in a healthy way by asserting oneself and saying no and setting a good boundary. Um, people have a hard time doing that because we've been socialized not to do that. Right. Um, especially, that's very gender specific a lot too that we could get into. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying um, that, you know, to say no means that you're not being a good person or you're being selfish or that you can't do it right now, you know, because we're trained into... Most people are trained into, you know, just say yes and yep. be a good good person. Right. Well, you can still be a good person. Well, that ties into your self-worth, too. If, sell, if you say, say no. no, you're a bad person. Right. You know, right. to yourself. Right. Yeah. If you set a boundary. Right. Right. And this applies to everything so far we've talked about today is you set a boundary in general to yourself and to others. And you make sure that you're not crossing over and no one's crossing over to you. Or if it is, it's not this over enmeshed mess entangled, mm -hmm. then you're pretty on a good way to get going forward with that because you're not getting stuck you know and again visual people can't see if they're not watching but you know if it, most people that i see when they first come in relationally spiritually you know um food wise like across the board they're all um for people that can't see my hands are clasped together like making like a really strong praying fist and they're connected like yeah. this so that they're overly attached overly connected codependent um, whether it's codependent on food relationships money uh, others you know and the goal is to become interdependent which means you know you release the hands to the point where you're not still touching you're just shy of touching so that occasionally you have good healthy healthy communication whatever it never really should cross over it should always sort of be at this yeah. just at that level but majority of people that i come in contact with in my professional life and many in my personal life too are like this yeah or they're somewhere in this and when you go to pull your hands apart even as your own person you can't because they're locked in and that's the codependent relationship people get into with food money issues yeah relationships addiction you know they're all forms of addiction essentially across the board because there's a codependent sure. we're a codependent nation these days so to speak yes so, yeah across we the should board. do a and show people, on that sometimes we, a whole codependent show codependency yeah. um so i teach about that in my interpersonal dynamics class that i teach in the spring that's coming up and we talk a lot about how so many people's lives that get into addiction is based in codependency and people often go right to well that's because that's for an addict well, an addict just isn't a person who is addicted to drugs or alcohol. An addict has financial addictions, yep. food addictions, shopping, um, relational addictions. They're all connected. And people just say, oh, that's not me because I'm not an addict. Well, you know what? If you're codependent and you have a hard time, you know, it's, I need you to need me to need you. Yeah. Now apply that to money, food, yeah, really. drugs, alcohol, relationships. It's I need you to need me to need you. And people get really bound to that and say, oh, no, that's not me. By and large, most people I know have that. And you have to be super conscious of that so that when you get into something unhealthy, you're able to back it away. And people have strong reactions to that usually. You know, you have a couple of things that happen when you get healthier is that you have three things. People get healthy with you, which is really rare. Mm-hmm. Or they stay the same, which is really common. Yep. Or they go backwards and regress while you get healthier and try to pull you back. That happens a lot. Yeah. That's the most popular one. Because that's a threat. It, right. It challenges it's, the codependency. Right, because yeah. it challenges the codependency. Now, that's in all the things I've mentioned, and it's not just with drugs and alcohol. That's addiction in the pure sense of, like, um, drugs and alcohol. Addiction really is lacking 
people lacking connection and their search to be connected. So they connect with something that makes them feel good initially, which makes them addicted, drugs and alcohol. So take that off the table for a second and think people are addicted to relationships because they stay in relationships that are not always good or they stay in relationships that aren't working towards being good. When one is working towards that, it's different. Mm -hmm. But when you're in something that's like poor food relationship, you're codependent, right? I need you to need me to need you. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the bread. I'm looking at the cake, the ice cream, the pie, yeah. the Oreos, the chips, the pretzels, all that crap. That's pulling. The same thing with um, relationship. I need you to need me to need you. I can't live without you. But I'll tell you I can, but I really can't. You know? yeah. It's the same thing financially. I need to have that. But now you're broke. But now you sell it back. So it's this, it's yep. this, it's this the volley. So you can look at it a little bit maybe non-traditionally now because it's really the lack of connection. People are searching for connection to reestablish what they didn't have growing up, lack of nurturing, lack of being loved and held in a way, and I'm not talking just hugged. Yeah. It's held emotionally as someone that is important to someone else. And what people do is they go to food or they go to shopping mm -hmm. or they go to gambling or they go to drugs and alcohol or they go to sex. Yeah. We never talk about sex. We should no. talk about sex. Sure. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm sure that would be a great show. Right. Um, but it's it's about the connection piece that then becomes addicting and reactionary. It's not responsive. It's a reaction to the lack of something in someone's life. So it's uh, many times. Not, so in many of these cases, you're talking we, we talked about awareness, how important it is and important that you are aware that these mechanisms are going on. Right. Like, for example, the struggle for me a lot of times right now is understanding that my reaction to a given situation is not the same as the person I'm in the situation with. Right. 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 I'm thinking this is X, Y, and Z, and they're not there at all. But, you know, I'm living in my reality and I'm, I'm reacting based on what it means to me. Right. And sometimes you have to take a step back and it doesn't mean that to them. Right. You're not in the situation you think you are. Right. Yeah. So say, say a little bit more about that because I think I have, I want to say something about that, but. Um, for example, um, someone will say something, I'm, you know, words mean things. That's my thing. I say this all the time. My yes. kids are rolling their eyes somewhere. Words mean things. People will say something and it will bother me because it's negative or whatever, but that's in my head. In their head, it's not as strong. It's right. not as, that's not what they're trying to put across. That's not their attitude towards it. It's just the way they chose to verbalize it. Right. right? And the way then you chose to then interpret it right. and, and, and perceive it. Right. And some things are really clear that you don't miss, but then there's a lot of times where we put the spin based on our own yeah. knowledge. So if I, I said that about somebody, I would mean something completely different than what right. they mean. It's just colloquial for them. Right. 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 Use a term it's use of words. Yeah. And, that's, and I think that, so when you're working on health and wellness of your mindset, for instance, mm -hmm. words mean something, and they truly do. And, and I do get eye rolls a lot in my first sessions with people where I'm trying to teach them to change their way of thinking. Mm -hmm. It's not changing your way of thinking. It's actually changing your words. It's changing the narrative you play in your head of, there's a very big difference between saying, oh, that's that's too bad versus, oh my gosh, that's unfortunate that happened, but here's the really good thing. It, it, they both mean the same thing, but you're looking at them with a different yeah. slant. You're using different words to describe the narrative to make it different. You know, I'm, But even interpersonally, if I were to tell somebody they were an idiot, that would, that would be strong for me. And I know what I mean when I say that because it would take a lot to get me to actually verbalize that. Yet there are people out there who will call you an idiot, you know, 
at the drop of a hat because I'm it doesn't smiling because I'm having all these <laughs> these things run through my head because it doesn't mean the same thing to them. It's right. it's not the same level of commitment. It's not the same level of degradation. De it's just the way they interact. It's the well, way they speak. And it's the way we've been socialized. And when you say that, I think about like being, you know, the, the mindset of words around like the words shut up now. Yeah. That's like swearing when I, you know, you don't tell someone to shut up. And I see kids all the time now being like, shut up. And I cringe because <laughs> I'm like, you know, yeah. and people around, you know, parents are just like, oh, it's oh, whatever. I'm like, oh my God. It yeah. Just, I'd rather, I'd rather hear an F-bomb drop out of the kid than shut up. Yeah, see, so you have a that's, a, that's a context for you that is different from the way it's used mo right. most often. And and I know exactly why that is there for me, which I won't go into. Yeah, sure. Because I do know where that comes from out of my childhood of, of certain things. It wasn't shut up, but it was something similar that gave me that meaning. And it was like, oh, you know. Right. So, but it's it's context and interpretation that you put on it and perception. But it's that it's the same thing of word use and how... Um, that can change a, a whole dynamic for someone to really be able to actually be motivated. It's demotivating. You can be demotivated by words sure. for yourself and, and how you are with others. But un that the point is unintentionally. Sometimes. Well, sometimes, yeah. So, well, because, see, I think on the continuum, so I think a lot of times people unintentionally use certain things because they're used to using them, but I think many times... There's a meaning behind it. There's a meaning because people have learned to, learned to use that as a strategy for coping strategy to get what they need. Mm -hmm. So in non-clinical terms, it would be called manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In clinical terms, it's a, it's a coping strategy. When people are passive aggressive or they are maneuvering of another person to get them to do what they need or want, or there's, there's strategies that are not necessarily what we would consider healthy but they work because they get people to do what they need them to do or whatever those all fall in that continuum of right there's intention behind it um I, and i bring that up you know more because i get lots of people who ask me when they're in session like do you think that that person who's doing that knows that they're doing that to me now i have no idea because i don't know the other person i only right. know them through the context of what they're telling me but predictably i'm able to usually say if it's a pattern and if it's something that is is moving you to do something that you don't want to do and it's continuing, the likelihood is they may not be intentionally conscious doing it, but they've you've trained each other codependently yes. yep. into the pattern that they know if they do X, Y, and Z or say X, Y, and Z, they're going to get you to do that. And you're going to do it because consciously you're not aware anymore that this is what the dance is. Yep. And there's the unhealthy. You've been re rewarding the behavior. Right. And, and so you get more of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, so there's the choice. Two hard choices. You continue to do it knowing that it's a bad thing for you to be doing for yourself and for the other person, or you stop doing it and now you're going to have a really strong reaction, which is going to be really uncomfortable as well. Yeah. They both are, they both stink, but <laughs> one is healthier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's someone I know he's always described as that's just the way he is. He's kind of abusive but usually it's in a joking way or a sarcastic way right and it's like well that's not still it. not acceptable right he's, he's doing it as a mask to get that behavior in in an acceptable way well right and it's, yeah. it's, i just had a client have this um talk to me about this last week a a, a, a young woman who her parent <clears throat> um continues to allow the other sibling who, you know these are teenagers and old, a little bit older continues to allow the younger sibling to 
I'm being careful of the wording here. Yeah. See, wording. It continues to allow for the kid, based on what you just said of, well, that's just the way he is. Yeah. And that's his opinion. And he, he espouses um, rude, disrespectful things towards sexuality, towards certain races, towards certain things. And the, the, the parent here is allowing it to happen because she's justified it, that it's just who he is because she doesn't want to deal with yeah. addressing it because the reaction will be really strong. So I sort of forced that hand a little bit saying that this is abusing the other yeah. sibling in the house and this dynamic without being addressed and just letting it be like, well, that's who he is. It's okay. It's Well, no. It's kind of like saying somebody who's 80 years old who is now doing saying inappropriate things well they're 80 they're not going to change yeah. no it's still inappropriate <laughs> yeah. but there's a different way you can handle someone who's 80 versus someone who's 15 saying the exact same thing to make it not acceptable if it's hurting or violating someone else's boundaries how did we get here <laughs> <laughs> we started off on on awareness of diet and finances and now we're talking about well it's boundaries well, so yeah about boundaries and changing behavior changing lifestyle i mean these are these are the things that we're dealing with every day that drive our reactions right and awareness of them and easing them is going to make big changes exactly yeah. exactly and so and so interpersonally that's where we were. That's why we got yeah. there. I just had a moment of like, where do we get yeah, to? Yeah, we talked money. We talked right. food. Now we're talking interpersonal. Interpersonal. Thank you, Lou. <laughs> um, uh, but that I think that that whole piece of being able to interpersonally connect in a healthier way, which people do not look at. They're just so used to doing the patterns of behavior. Oh, I can't say that to my parent. And, that, and that's one of the questions I ask. And I would ask people that are listening is like, what would it be like if you were to say something like blah, blah, blah? that would make a change. And it's the usually reaction is like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't say that. And I say, why? Because I want to know what the worst case scenario is. And sometimes the worst case scenario, realistically, is potentially really bad. I have one client yeah. that would be disowned, probably temporarily, but I think that the, the pain of thinking that they'd be disowned is so bad. Well, this is where my rumination becomes a problem because right. I have gone through all these scenarios and if I were to change my behavior, if I were to bring that up, and say, look, this bothers me the way it's put. Uh, I know what I would get would be ex escalation. Right. And I would be belittled for having that feeling about it. It's like, oh, get over it. We, we talked about that. Yeah, last don't be week. a wimp. We talked about that last week. Yeah. I, I won't go anywhere with it. I'm just yeah. saying we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, that but I think that's a common um, human emotional experience that you, I mean, you, you're talking about most people have this in somewhere in their lives, um, that they have that complete. Um, they have a complete healthy thought process in some way, but then they have these relationships where, uh, oh, it's, you know, it's the emotional wreck yeah. <laughs> of, you know, you say something and you know it's going to be a problem. And here I am at my age of 27 and <laughs> just saying. Not laughing. <laughs> thanks. Hey, someone yesterday thought I was 34, so I am good. And it wasn't even just to make me feel good, so I'm good. <laughs> um, but it's it's that age of really understanding that, how much people rely on just making everything smooth over to their deficit. Yeah. Like, I'll, I just don't want to rock the boat, but yet you're sitting in the mental gyrations over and over again of how to play out the scenario instead of just being like, I really don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. And saying no and being like, well, this is... And I use the saying no thing because that's really the biggest thing is that people don't want to say no because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Right. But then at the end, they do something that they don't want to do. And then 
they're miserable or resentful. And then, yeah. you know, and then that leads to other things. But that's part it's of the funny. I'm just cycle. thinking in many ways of come full cycle on this in, in terms of um, not creating boundaries right. and then learning to create boundaries. And now I'm getting to the point where my boundary is peace. Right. So what I do is I um, avoid conflict to preserve the peace, which is a problem in its own right. It's, it's a trade-off. It's one right. boundary or the other. My, pro- my priority boundary, both hard, yeah. Both hard my priority boundary right now is peace. Right. And, yeah. and, and huh. I think that, so, and I've said this in previous shows, is that picking your boundary, I mean, picking your bridge to die on. I told you, my yep. dad, I love that saying growing up with my, with my dad was always like, is this a bridge you're really willing to die on? And not every bridge should be right. a death bridge. Right. So, so in, in many people that you know, we both know, and, you know, both professional, personal life, bridges are all death bridges. Yep. And, and why? Well, die on every hill, die why? on every bridge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So why do that? And so, um, you know, again, visual, visual day today. Um, it's, most things are like little grains of sand. They're annoying. They're a little nuisancey, whatever. But not everything has to be Mount Kilimanjaro. So right, right. Yeah. So, but but that's the reaction of dying on the bridge. Everything has to be that way, and it doesn't really have to be. But most people think that way. Not all, but most people have that momentary thing here and there, at least a little bit. And some people have a lot of it to go right there. And it's really about going. You know, at the end of the day, no one's gonna die if I say no or I set a boundary and this is crossing it or I don't like the way you're talking to me or that's not mm-hmm. this is not how I'm gonna do this. Those are all things that you can say they're okay. And instead of avoiding conflict all the time or most of the time, you can pick them in a different way or say something. So you're not sitting, because when you tell me that, Lou, I immediately want to say, well, if you really want to be at peace, there's some level of you've got to speak up a little bit more, even if it turns out to be painful towards you as a reaction, because peace really... Right. Are you really at peace when you're sitting and like biting your tongue and stuffing it? And that's also very male gender focused in terms of men are taught to do what you just said is to stuff it and the more you stuff the worse it gets the less peace you have and so on so forth so it's the vicious cycle and so you make a choice to die on the hill or die on the bridge or commit suicide on the bridge okay (laughs) well that's not (laughs) well no because (laughs) what you're talking about is the difference of going in and and having the battle or stuffing it down and having the internal battle doing it to yourself well okay but that was <laughs> here's no Lou's. it's two of three options i wasn't no, presenting that, that was, as the only two yeah, options but you know that was all or nothing yeah so it's not it's not the extremes it's it's finding yeah. the balance oh you're <laughs> killing me literally no <laughs> <laughs> killing me yeah. um no because it's not it's it's about finding the balance and you just did what most people do is the it's all or nothing or the yeah. almost nothing it's like oh it's nothing something or right off the cliff no i was actually advocating the middle ground okay i know well i'm just making sure yeah (laughs) i was i was middle ground we're not going off the cliff no off the cliff no bring you back over the cliff (laughs) oh my god staying on our side and we're being happy but see but in people's mindset whether it's about you know what we talked about at the top of the hour whether it's about food decisions financial sexual relational all those things 
it's really all or nothing. We are very much a, a society of all or nothing thinking in instant gratification or no gratification. Right. So instead of it being like, okay, delay gratification. I grew up in, you grew up in the era of delay and gratification. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that... That this, era is over. That right? era, <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Right. Um, yes, in the 70s, right out the window. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's, it's that delayed gratification piece in concept. It's really about... You know, I might say, I don't want to do that, and I know that hurts your feelings, and set a boundary to someone, or just saying no. But at the end of the day, if the relationship is worthwhile, or what, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's just like saying, ah, I'm not going to eat that whole piece of carrot cake. Although I did the other night, by the way. Um, <laughs> you hit, ate a whole piece? I ate a whole piece of carrot cake. Oh, God. Not like a whole, whole slice? Yeah, a piece. So, so what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't normally do that. That's because right. I, that's that was, the whole was, point. You don't normally do that. Right. So that's what I'm that was yeah. my point. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's it, why I said that, it's the whole point. I don't. <laughs> and this is why my show is number one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you got me off track now. Yeah. God's sake. You ate a whole slice of carrot cake. I know, but that yeah. wasn't the point. It was just a piece. Yeah. So, um, so eating the cake is something that I chose to do knowing that it wasn't, it wasn't like I was indulging or not it just just happened because it was like oh i can do this because i don't do this all the time right and i didn't obsess about it whereas 20 years ago i have no problem admitting that i had a poor relationship with food and i would have then not eaten for a day and a half after it. yeah <laughs> because i would have been obsessing about the fact that oh my god look what that did to me well, you and, were conditioned with a poor relationship with food right yeah exactly yeah. so and my my friend michelle nicolizzi who eventually we will have on um she's out in arizona she does a lot of fitness and health training and she grew up with me and she and I witnessed each other's childhoods growing up, and she's yeah. she's very good at being able she's she's good at able to see my stuff from that side, and always reminds me of like remember when that happened? I'm like oh, <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah, I remember that because yeah. we both had that same um, poor relationship with food issue going right. on based yeah. on athleticism and gymnastics, and so she's a she's that reminder that always comes up and bites me right in the. <laughs> she's like remember that? Remember yeah. that? I'm like Ugh. yep. <laughs> I do remember that. I don't want to remember that, but it's it's about really remembering things that say, "Hey, you know." But that's this, awareness. It's awareness right. of where the reaction comes from. Exactly. So <laughs> it's just you know I don't need all those reminders. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that she's good at it, but it's it's but because I've done the work, like I asked my I you know I practice what I preach at least I try, is that I I I want people to be more aware because the more aware you are of your history with your relationships with things like food, money, relationships, yep. exercise or not, or whatever it is, the better you will be in general as, yep. a, as a whole anomaly across the board. You know, you might be able to change all of it or just a little bit at a time, but taking little steps on each of those things in your wheel spoke will move you forward because <clears throat> you have tangibility. You can see it, right. taste it, touch it kind of thing. And that brings you back to, well, having little little teeny things that are really, really specific. Yep. Not, I want a million dollars at the end of next year. How about, you know, let's just make a plan for, in the next week, let's search for a job that's going to be blah, just blah, blah. Just make an extra hundred bucks a week. Right, or put it away, or make it, yeah. you, know, you know, that kind of thing. So you're doing something that's moving you towards that. It may not be a million at the end of the year, but you've at least done something at the end going, oh my gosh, I had 5,000 extra dollars, whatever that might be. 
here goes my voice. <laughs> <laughs> but financially, that's a that's a big one. I'm going over it with my daughter right now, and it's mm-hmm. just like putting a little extra money away because your life changes when you have a cushion. Your life right. changes when you have three, four, five grand in the bank. Right. It's just like it's a whole different mindset, whole different day to day. It makes things a lot easier, right. and it doesn't take that much to do. And the exercise of accomplishing that is an exercise you can take into a lot of different things. Exactly. Yeah. Well, because you have the, when you have <coughs> a, a full bank, mm-hmm. right? Now, metaphorically speaking, when you have a full bank, you don't think about what your deficit is. Right. So you're not worried. It's the worry comes up in the rumination and all that stuff, which leads to poor choices in your behaviors that, you know, you'll repeat. So whether it's your $100 in your bank account versus 5000 in your bank account, you're less worried and less likely to do damage to your bank account when it's that high, unless you have addiction issues, which then goes the other way. Um, Same thing with food. You know, if you're on a good roll and you're doing exercise and you're eating healthy and you're doing food understanding and logs and all that stuff, you're less likely to have the deficit and you'll be less likely to think it or overthink it to be like, oh, can I have that or not? Because you it's solid relationship too and the dirty little secret about all of this is you start taking the small steps and it becomes downhill right it starts to gain momentum yes you get better at it you want to do more you just get more engaged in it right once you start putting a couple wins under your belt right and getting some positive results right things start to happen you you get attached to that bank account where you're putting x amount of dollars a week away and then you start saying i can do a little more right you know, and, yeah. and you start doing that, you lose two or three pounds. You say, I can do a little more. Exactly. I can dig in a little bit more and get better results. And right. It just staying, builds on you're itself. You're staying in the day. You're yeah. staying in that moment of, oh, this is good. And that's, that's, it's kind of like once you get that momentum, it's great. And it's coming from the place of how do I get myself to that point where people have, that's the jump off. Now, here's where the jump off the cliff is good. You have to jump off the cliff and just stay in the day and do it. Yeah. And people often wait and procrastinate and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Or Because it's overwhelming, because people are looking at the end goal of 30 pounds is yeah. going to be so long to get to. Or yeah. $5,000 to save is going to take me five months. Instead of it just being like, don't think that. Nope. Just think today. What do I do today to make it today? Yep. You know, did I make did I make a bank deposit for $5 into a little envelope on the side? Um, that's how I financially start people usually sure. with that is like put great. four envelopes, one's for travel, one's for this one, you know, so that you see it and all of a sudden it gets better. You know, don't, you know, you got to pay yourself out so you have something so you don't see it as everything's gone. Um, so it's the same thing with food and same thing with relationship is taking time for yourself. You know, ki- you know, people with kids that don't have, they, they don't, I haven't been out and with my spouse in four years since the kids were born and I don't have any, it's like, wow, you know, and usually that comes with, oh, I haven't had sex either. You know, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing is like, well, you have to reward yourself and lead towards that or else your the relationship fails. The food issue fails. Yeah. The it, drinking and addiction, they, they, there's a fail end, you know, relapse or whatever it is. It's, it's not going to end well because it's the all or nothing piece on the continuum. So, and the other thing about this, we do this on January 1st quite often because it seems to be the time to do it. But it you can do this throughout the year. But give us a couple examples of some smaller goals, quote unquote, resolutions. So things resets. So lifestyle changes. Lifestyle changes. So <laughs> yeah. so you know for for most people because like I said at the top of the hour, most people that want to do like a lifestyle weight change is that not focusing on what the scale says is just making for the next week. Let's just take one week from. 
Friday morning to next Friday, right, is how many vegetables can you eat that you don't typically eat? Yep. Something that's a little different than what you've done. So that it's not, I have to lose a pound. I have to lose five pounds by next week. And yeah. then people scramble. They starve themselves. That's what happens. They start, you know, yeah. that's off the table. So, or here's, here's another lifestyle change. I'm going to do five minutes of exercise today. Anything. Now, Take last year, last year yeah. I did, I did this with a client that on the first of the year, they did one minute of exercise. On the second, they did two minutes of exercise. On the third, with the thought that in the day, that's all they were going to do. That person has been exercising. I think they missed maybe one or two days the whole year, because it was easy. It was tangible. It was like one minute. One yep. minute turned into five. It was like you know, like going to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym and do five minutes, but then they you stayed for an hour. Right. So it was because the expectation of the one minute. Any, who can't do one minute? One minute on the first. On the, so you're matching the days to the. So and then, so then you come to. So if you make it through January, for instance, because people will say, even though we're supposed to stay in the day, well, now it's February 1st. Do we start over with one minute again? No. You add, now you're at 31 minutes for January. Now you're at 32 minutes on February 1st. Now you're so until the point where you get to you know forty five fifty minutes and then you're then you start we then we change the goal for yep. now you're at forty five minutes a day or something like that, so you're actually moving it along so it's easy and tangible and that if there's a day that you can't do say it's you know you're at forty minutes for the February but you can, and you're on the fourth day, do four minutes yep. match your day so that at least you're doing something and you you have something to hang on to and people find that so much easier to do than tangible accomplishment is so important so important that's why you know people should do i don't do them this is me right. giving advice i don't do people should do checklists two or three things because just ch even if it's small just checking that thing off is so empowering it right. feels good so you do that one minute of exercise didn't do much but you accomplish something you, you accomplish set a goal it, and you right. accomplish something exactly yeah. and it's and it's more likely to speed you forward because people are that's the question is like yeah but i only did a minute i want to do 30 well on january 30th doesn't mean you can't do it tomorrow but on january right. 30th that's where you're going to be and you asked to go to, you know to go in an order that's easier to make it there you know that's the instant gratification people want it now quick Quick fix, give yep. me the pill, fix it, fix it, fix it. But in, in today's world where nothing is tangible and there are very few accomplishments, mm -hmm. giving yourself some wins, some tangible wins right. is huge. Right, exactly. M makes a big difference. Exactly. So you asked for a couple other tips yeah. too. So li so lifestyle changes is is instead of checklists, so I, I tend not to always recommend checklists because people get really OCD about it and I have I have clients that have five, <laughs> five checklists going. No, no, no. So, you know, um, so if you're, if you're an over-checker, that's not going to help you. So I say write one thing yeah. a day down in the morning that you want to accomplish for the day. That's your intent, too. That's your intention. Yeah, so like I intention, said yeah. before a show, I, you know, live with an intention today. What's your intention today? And it doesn't have to be big. It's to make someone smile. Yep. <laughs> right? That was your intention today. You did yep. it. Lou, you made me smile. <laughs> well, good. <sighs> Um, you know, so, so that's, that's one thing is writing one thing down. Now you could do it in the morning. You could do it the night before. I like it in the morning because it's the day of, because the night before you're shutting down and you're still lingering on what happened. So you can also do the night time. You can do your, your one or four or three or two good things about the day. So you close out the day. So you're having something that's tangible. 
today was a good day because. Now, people, now I always give the devil's advocate because people say, yeah, but I had a terrible day. Find something good to close out your day. You did some, there's something happened that was good. Maybe you watched your favorite show. Maybe you didn't leave the house all day and it was terrible and awful and you got a terrible phone call and your kids were great. Make you, yeah, but there's something that happened that was good. Something. It's just that the negative's in the way. Yep. So, so that, that's that. Interpersonally, you know, you can make changes in your, you know, do something that you haven't done. Maybe leave a little note for your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you know. Um, or, you know, do an extra text or something. Just change up something that you don't, just add it in. Doesn't mean you have to do it every day. But the point is to live within the intention of something tangible that gives you like, hey, I did that. Yeah. So you're not just going through, going, oh, now at the end of January, at the 80% fail rate, all of a sudden you're like, oh, here I am again. <laughs> Doing the same. And it's the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the same thing, right? Um, so it's it's really about making But tomorrow's those... another day. <sighs> yeah. No, I mean, I mean, if you've, yes. you run into, you break your string, you run into a fail, it's right. like, just pick it up again. Exactly. So. Instead of being like, F it. Yeah. Because that's what happens. People go, F it. I'll just, and then they throw the towel in and be like, I'm just going to, why drink one beer when I can have 70? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's true. That's what happens. Yeah. And so people relapse and fall off their relationship, sexual, financial, yeah. drug and alcohol bandwagons. They, they, they go, F it. Yeah. I'm out. And that's, and, and they, you know, well, why bother? I'm just going to, I, I'll, I'm just going to do it all. Yeah people into trouble curling back into the comfort zone see all people think that people often think that my job is usually the hardest between november and now the next month is usually my hardest month in terms yeah. of client stuff people don't realize that because this is when people are all ramped up it's like everyone's going to the gym yep i was at the gym last night by the way as an aside and, and how was, was it one person in the gym oh really and it in addition to me one person well it's a tough environment now well, there's been a little bit more. It's been very nice because yeah. I have a very large gym and it's only been really me. <laughs> so it's so when everyone's like, oh, you're going to get sick in the gym. I'm the only one in the gym. Yeah. So I'm not going to get sick in the gym, <laughs> which is why it makes me happy to go there because I know there's no one there. Um, but it's, So this month must be tough. I mean, yes. all this optimism to start the month, all these good intentions, right. and then people fall. And this none of this is – nothing you want to accomplish is a straight line. Right. It just exactly. doesn't work that way. No. And if you set 15 goals, that is not going to be, I, I would, if you're going to do a goal, do one. Yeah. And then when you reach it and you're happy with it, set yeah. another one. And it's not an enrollment period. You, <laughs> you, you, you do your one goal. Exactly. If it's January 15th, set another goal. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. People like feel you can only do it at the beginning of the <laughs> beginning of the year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is back to our conversation last week: is if it's worth doing at the beginning of the year, you should be doing it now. Right. Why wait? Why wait? Yeah. Right. And that's and that's been the theme of my week this last week with people saying, "Oh, I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to start on Friday." I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> "No, do it today." Like, yeah, but Friday. It's because people get into the reset mind in their head, and that's we're trained to do that instead of reset your mind to tomorrow is the new day, and do stay in your day, stay in your day. Okay, so this wraps year one of the number one show this wraps this <laughs> wraps the year one of the number one show yeah and i'm very excited about that and that made my day <laughs> it really did thank we'll see, you, you and, and thank you to everyone and and um three r's going into the new year realistic rational and reasonable 
and be good to each other, be good to yourself. Little goals, little things at a time. Baby Have steps. A great last two days of the year, and I will see you guys in 2021.